Welcome back for another episode of Divinal Intervention. Now, if you're a regular listener, you've got to admit that if, for nothing else, we give you great titles for our episodes. So today, we have Portrait of the Industrialist as a Young Man. And what we're going to do with that is we are going to chart the development of Al Jorgensen and his band ministry. So, with that clever introduction, let's get into it. Now, if you've not encountered ministry until their popular peak in the mid-90s, um, early to mid-90s, I guess, you may not know that they were not always this loud, aggressive, industrial-slash-metal outfit uh, who had mic stands filled with animal skulls. Or at least I hope they were animal skulls. But, in fact, they were continually changing and experimenting for over a decade before that, that time. And that, dear listeners, is the path that we're going to chart today. So those who know me kind of outside the podcast know that it's a kind of a recurring theme with me when I talk about music artists changing and, and, and that it's always good for artists to change. But that, of course, it doesn't mean that I'm always going to appreciate the change and become, uh, you know, purchase uh, all of the albums that they release under, you know, again, different styles or, or expansions of their sound. So I, I tend to point to bands like R.E.M., who I was a very big fan of in their early and mid periods, but not so much in the later periods. And, and again, that's okay. I, I was not expecting to buy multiple copies of Murmur, for example. Or uh, again, U2, I think, is another good example around that same time frame. And again, a similar uh, path that they walked uh, that sometimes left me um, not so interested. And, uh, and again, I also would point to, say, Metallica. Uh, love Master of Puppets, but I don't want them releasing Master of Puppets version 6.0 for the next 20 years. So, you know, again, that said, I'm not a big fan of some of their later work, but it, it's a balancing act. Uh, I definitely appreciate the efforts, even though I don't necessarily enjoy the music that results. So with that background, let's get into it. Ministry. They released their first non-album single on Wax Tracks Records, out of Chicago in 1981. It's called Cold Life, and it really reveals, I think, a band looking for direction. A lot of different influences you can hear, but none really dominate at this point uh, in their career. So, again, this is a non-album single from 1981. It's called Cold Life.
city, nothing to do. Buy your stocks and sell you to them. Bill collectors, kill my mail, my wife and kids are on for sale. And I hope to God I go to jail and no one can come up with things. When it comes time for their first album, which they release on Arista Records, uh, it appears that there's more of a New Romantics kind of European dance influence uh, that seems to win out. So that, that album, uh, released in 1983, is called With Sympathy. And it's really a club-friendly album, and to me invokes bands from that time like Visage, maybe, and, and early Spandau Ballet, maybe even a little bit of ABC. Um, but you can hear uh, you know, a lot of that New Romantics kind of energy in this. And so here's a song off of With Sympathy. The song is called Revenge.
Now, I understand that Al Jorgensen doesn't really like to talk about this album, and, you know, given where ministry ultimately ends up years later, I guess I can understand that. You know, there's a, a level of street cred and, and all that that he needs to protect. But, you know, the fact remains, to me, this is a really good album. Uh, the production is excellent. The songs are filled with hooks. And, and to me, it's not too poppy. Again, it's, it's in that Eurodance style, uh, but there's still an edge to it. But uh, he apparently disagrees. But anyway... Uh, Ministry starts to move away from the sound a bit, adding a little bit more edge uh, to their releases. So this starts to be heard in 1985's non-album single, Every Day is Halloween. So again, they're back on wax tracks uh, at this point. They moved away from Arista after that uh, With Sympathy album. Uh, it sounds like it was a mutual departure. But uh, anyway, so Wax Tracks Records, Every Day is Halloween. The band continues to move to a more aggressive, edgier sound when they get back to 
uh, another major label for their second album, which is called Twitch. Uh, this is on Sire Records at this point. And here we get more of a move to industrial sounds and a reliance on like collage or, or quick cuts and edits. Um, for me, their touchstones at this point are, are bands like Cabaret Voltaire, who in 84 released Microphonies in 85, The Covenant, The Cross, and The Arm of the Lord, which are both excellent, excellent releases if you have any interest in that style of music. Uh, and also Front 242, which we will see in a minute, starts to play a more significant role uh, in ministry. And so from Twitch, here's a song called Just Like You. As I mentioned, Front 242 starts to become a more significant influence in the development of ministry in about 1986, when Jorgensen joins with Richard 23 from Front 242 and Luke Von Acker to form a side project band whose name I frankly cannot mention on the air in good conscience. Uh, when I first heard this band back in Milwaukee on a radio station called WMSE, I would, uh, they would just call them the RCs. And so I think I'll adopt that 
And so the debut album from the RCs is called Big Sexy Land. And here's the opening track, 38. In this album, the, the greater urgency and aggression uh, that Jorgensen's starting to embrace, and, and an increasing reliance on, on cut and paste techniques and, and like found sounds or, or you know, other radio broadcasts to accentuate the, the tracks. And, and this heavier sound starts to make its way into Ministry's releases as well, marking a real transition period for them in the late 80s, starting with The Land of Rape and Honey in 1988. And frankly, the name of the album should just cue you into the changes that are happening uh, with the band's sound and kind of overall presentation. Uh, but so from 1988's The Land of Rape and Honey, here's a song called Stigmata.
The transition continues uh, with the next album, 1989's The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste. And the interesting thing to me around this time is that as ministry continues to develop into a much more aggressive, heavier sound, a lot of their influences, and uh, for lack of a better term, fellow travelers, are actually changing in the opposite direction, you know, becoming more accessible, more danceable. Um, so you have Cabaret Voltaire, who I had mentioned, uh, released their album Code, which is, again, a much more uh, listener-friendly release. And Front 242 uh, themselves release official version, which similarly uh, kind of uh, takes a little bit of the edge off of their earlier sound. And even a band like Einster Zende Neubauten uh, sanded down the rough edges a bit with uh, their release around this time called Ende New. But anyway, um, so 1992, Ministry reaches the apex of this more aggressive approach and, and ironically, their greatest popularity uh, with an album called Psalm 69. Now, on this album, they introduce some speed metal aspects to their sound and incorporating some of the elements uh, of, of, again, bands uh, breaking through at that time as well, like Helmet or, uh, to a lesser extent, Slayer and even Metallica uh, in this kind of speed metal, heavy industrial sound that they were cultivating. And it really was building up to this point over the course of the decade, as, as we've heard here. And interestingly, MTV was fully along for the ride. So you probably remember this one from the album Psalm 69, 1992. Here is New World Order.
And with that, we end our journey into the first decade of ministry's musical output. Uh, again, this is one band who, as you can hear, I, I still followed through all these changes. I have a great appreciation for several different you know, quote-unquote versions of the band over the years. Uh, and so I really hope that uh, you enjoyed taking this ride along with us. Uh, and until next time, this is Divinal Intervention. Mm -hmm.